I'm Anahit, award-winning US and European certified floral designer, entrepreneur, and your host to Viva La Floral Live podcast. If you are a florist, floral farmer, floral business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. We help you by providing insights through industry professionals, their stories, and useful tips. We bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back to Viola Flora Live podcast. Today's episode is all about Florvana Summit coming up. March 5th through 7th. So my guests are Sean Michael Foley and Gina Tresher. So we are going to recap the two Florvana summits that they had, the things they've learned from them, things that improved since then, and what is this new one's going to be all about. So check this out and be sure to go into the show notes or onto the Instagram page to Viva La Flora Live or VivaLaFloraLive.com and be sure to snag your free ticket. Yes, it is free, you guys, while it is actually going on and happening live. And then afterwards, if you do upgrade, and the upgrade is under $200 for a three-day-long jam-packed event full of amazing videos from all kinds of industry professionals, right, from design to business and so on. And sustainability actually is going to be a big part of this one. I know that. So, and there are a few other secrets that I cannot share. So, Stick around, listen to the episodes. If you have any questions, be sure to meet us at the clubhouse on Wednesdays at four o'clock to discuss some of these things. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey guys. Well, hello. Hi. I just feel like hugging you so bad. I know. I miss people so badly. And this is just, <laughs> I know. I've, yeah. Anyways. But hi, so good to see you guys. Yeah, so, you as well. Thank you, thank you. I think I think six more months, right? We can then just all get together and party, hopefully. Like hopefully, crossed. yeah. Right. This episode, I want to focus on Florana Summit. I had the pleasure of, and privilege of being one of your speakers for the previous two, mm-hmm. and I have to say, I you know, shamefully admit that I didn't watch every single one of them, didn't get a quite chance to. However, I watched a lot of them and there were so many really good ones and so many of them stood out and it was so amazing. But I was also a little bit maybe biased and skeptical. I don't know, because I was one of the presenters. I was very invested in it. But no, not really, actually. I really, really, really liked the format. I really enjoyed it. Nice job putting that together. And I know there's a third one coming up. So we'll talk about that later. But let's start with you guys. I think, Sean, you were sort of the starter of this. And then, Gina, you kind of joined forces together. So why Florana? Okay, that is a great question. So um, basically, um, Gina and I were kind of frustrated with for lack of better words, like floral education and accessibility to it during 2020 and during COVID. And as we know, COVID is still raging forward. So everything was canceled. There were no in-person events. And I just kind of, we both had been to business summits separately that were online. And we're like, why don't we just do this for flowers? And it was kind of like, you in? I'm in. And then we just, that was that was the convo pretty much. Like there wasn't much, I don't think either of us had to really sell it to the other. It was like, okay, now how do we do this? That's that's where the challenge came in. It wasn't the idea, but how to actually execute it. So really why we chose Flirvana, it's kind of like finding that peaceful resolution of flowers. It's kind of a little bit of the mystery behind the name. And um, I thought Flo- I thought Floravana sounded a little too uh, Mega Marty. So we went with the more European pronunciation for Flor. <laughs> and um, it seems a little, it's fun. People like it. And um, we built it really on three core values. Like it had to have a backbone. It couldn't <laughs> just be flowers. And um, so those three virtues that we came up with were community over competition, growing back stronger and more sustainably, um, not just us, but the industry, and creative connection and creating that creative connection. And I think what most designers really, uh, let me back up, based on the feedback from the first summit, a lot of designers said that they missed their floral family so much, like during the pandemic. And when you think about it, 
Um, regardless of what flower tribe you go to, if whether in your multiple or not, a lot of times, whatever that one event is a year that you like to go to, that's kind of your one shot to see your friends in person. Social media puts a Band-Aid on it and we can keep in contact, but uh, replacing human contact, no matter how introverted you are, like like I am, it's that's tough. That's tough to simulate. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same at all. So we that was really, we realized, okay, this is a way to at least bridge that gap between, between what we could and what we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was definitely very well done. I would say in looking back on the core values, yeah, you guys kind of nailed it in the head. Oh, good. That's good. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that human contact, real live Florana event. I like I really am. I'm craving for that. <laughs> but I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Someday we'll do an in-person event, but not until it's safe. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think there's more work to be done too, but it is in the pipeline, even though that's uh, not necessarily what we're up to just yet. Right. Of course. Got it. So I have a question. So a lot of people have attempted to do summits and, you know, events and things like that and online and offline and whatnot. Why do you think they didn't necessarily succeed as much? I think that's a good question. Um and a lot of it has to do with recording it live. Like you can't have live presentations for some – You okay, maybe you could, um, you know, maybe one or two, but like the majority of it needs to be pre-recorded. It's very hard to count on having a hardwired system to – avoid technical issues, <laughs> for the lack of a better word. And um, I mean, you know, my husband's a techie guy and he's like, I can't believe anybody would think of doing something like that live. And there are ways to do it live, but it's mm-hmm. just not very reliable yet. And until that technology catches up, you know, having it pre-recorded but go out live still gives it that live feel, um, you know, the live look and feel that you're looking for. And you can do a lot more with it that way, mm-hmm. you know, and we've kind of tried to keep it a very business casual mindset. We don't want everybody looking like super like they're wearing a suit and just talking to you as a unfeeling presentation. We want them to have a little bit of heart. And I think that's what really resonates too. You know, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter to get a good receipt. I think too, like when we were looking into how to do it, we did look at what were successful summits in other industries Mm -hmm. that we'd both been to and what worked and what didn't, what did we like, what didn't we like? And we really boiled it, excuse me, boiled it down to it just, the more of it that is actually broadcast live, the more risk mm-hmm. you have man- you have put into your actual event. And I mean, when you look at just like live broadcasts on the news, these are multi-million billion dollar companies that still have technical issues with an entire team of people right. who are just dedicated to keeping the connection going, let alone presenting. So I don't know why you would want to assess, uh, assume that risk for what end. Like uh, to me, the fact that it's live is just simply a vanity thing um, or it's perceived Mm -hmm. as being better. But I think feedback we've gotten from attendees who've attended multiple things is um, the live element is what seems to have kind of not worked out. Like that's where it ended up falling short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience at different summits where, yes, we would stare at the screen for 20 minutes till they troubleshooted things. And was I annoyed with it? I mean, not really. I, I, me dealing with texts every day, all the time, you know, and having issues of all kinds, you name it, it's there. I wasn't really annoyed by it, but boy, did I not want to be the one hosting that event. So for sure. Yeah. Right. You have to kind of think of a plan B or a song dance to do while, what do you do really? Like, uh, right. Right. There's no, yeah. Right. Like you can't cut to commercial. Sorry. We're experiencing technical difficulties. (laughs) Right. Like they're just, the audience Mm -hmm. is just left there hanging, hoping it comes Mm -hmm. back on. And that's because you don't, I mean, people like you, Anahit, that's great. Like, I'm glad you weren't annoyed by it, but there's so many people who are like, mm-hmm. I got better things to do. <laughs> right. 
half your audience. And that's exactly what I'm saying. I understood, I understood, but still didn't like it. Yeah. See, yeah. That, and it ultimately, you're not able to deliver what you said is really what happens because, and it's adding all of these extra elements that don't need to be there that make it harder to produce what you said you would produce. And ultimately, then that's going to significantly mm-hmm. decrease mm-hmm. your return. It's going to significantly decrease people who come back again. And um, it can turn people off, like your presenters as well. Um, it can really detour your presenters yep. from ever doing another summit again, whether it's with you or someone else. Mm. And so you have to think, are all of those risks, right. does, it, does it weigh out? in it. And um, for us, we're like, no, like like that just sounds like so much extra headache. Plus, we also knew um, we wouldn't get Mm. as many people to sign up for the first one without an actual proof of concept if we didn't soften the um, fear factor of doing the of doing the video. And so for us, the pre-recording is definitely the key to success. And we do... um, the only part that's li- like live live is where we do the presenter roundtables in the Q&A sessions. That is actually live. Um, so people can get. Which is super fun. They're super fun because you yeah. get to answer all, of, ask your questions, get answers. And right. you can talk about other stuff. Like you get this experience with so many industry experts mm-hmm. and they're different each day. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, really the mm-hmm. most interactive part is it's not just watching and absorbing. You get to actually connect and talk. I was just going to point that out. So while your videos are pre-recorded um, and as a presenter, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I mean, can we just like talk about how difficult it is to produce a video? Yeah, it's tough. Holy cow. To, yeah. to produce a 30 minute video takes yikes amount of time. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, you know, editing just even if you're not the one editing, it's just video is difficult, you guys. And let's face it, no human is comfortable in front of a camera, right? The minute you put a camera in front of anybody, immediately they just go, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very unnatural experience when you're, there's something about the moment the light turns on, the air gets sucked out of the room. Right. And, and uh, so we actually, um, created a mini course, like a little masterclass we give to all of our presenters once they sign up that walks them through how Mm -hmm. you get over the nerves, you get over the fear. Here's how to record your video with just using your smartphone and um, your laptop if you want to. Um, Like we make it very bite-sized. So I love that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. We're going to be adding some um, editing videos as well. (laughs) Yes, yes, we will be adding an editing chapter uh, to the mini course right. uh, this year. It's going to be a full blown course pretty soon, but um, but yeah, it is a nice way to where and also to then you get some good continuity as well because everyone is recording it on their own and then sending them into us. But this way, it's sort of a recipe where they can still shine beautifully as themselves. I, I have to say, from not only. As an attendee, you know, I was also, I was a presenter, yes, but I also was an attendee, right? As an attendee, it's a wonderful course. But it was so important for me as a presenter to to come on board. And I'm not saying that I am, right. you know, like, I don't know, like press secretary of some Senate or whatever, but I'm busy, right? I hate saying that word, actually. I, I really hate saying that word because we all are busy in all reality, but I have multiple businesses that I'm running. I've got lots of things to do. So for me to have a streamline formula when I just go check, 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 done. Yep. You have no idea how simple that was. And I've worked with other people and I can honestly say it was by far the most thought out, streamlined, organized to the T still didn't exempt me from technical problems. Now that's a whole another conversation, but kudos to you guys. I mean, that was really well done. I think I've said this to you guys before when we were having a and A. I mean, you know, it's rare to see that. How much time has it taken you to get there? <laughs> we tried to think of it from like a presenter's point of view too. I mean, like 
we've both presented at different things and spoke in person at, at events and like to make it easy for this to happen, like to make this a quick, like heck yeah for people, we tried to come up with ways that it would be, yeah, simple, check, check, click, send. Um, and even with like our marketing, like I sat down and, you know, we came up with posts together. I pulled a bunch of stock photos. We made a, a bank of stuff for our presenters to share. Like, it's not hard to do, you guys. Like, it's not hard. And I don't know why more more summits and shows, like, they need to provide material for you to promote because that's the key to having a successful event. Like, promote it. <laughs> oh, Gina, yes, I agree 100%. And yet it's it's all about the attention to detail too, right? So I have to say this to, to, to the listeners because for an attendee side of things, they don't really kind of know this. From a presenter side of things, when I went into the folder where it says all the marketing stuff or the, all the IGA, for the record, it is organized by Instagram. Facebook, Pinterest. Do you guys realize how much detail that is? And hang on, not only, but if your Instagram feed is light, here is the light version of this. Here's the dark and moody version yeah. of this. I was like, you got yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the whole concept between that because okay sean's a little more on the like he likes things very clean and dark and i'm like no he's be bright and bright and fluffy he's making a little pretty yeah and but both work <laughs> wedding feed like yes. i have a lot of that yeah and it worked it worked really well we flipped it and made it quite light dark so it's a really good yeah and overall i think for us we not okay so when we approach a presenter because we do handpick everybody and um we have for different reasons might be a topic it might be a connection it might be uh maybe they have what we're looking for for this particular theme but many people haven't actually done a video class before or a video right. for, for this for a submission in general and we had to basically engineer out reasons to say no and by do when you think about that, so like there's no reason you can't promote it because we did it all for you. You just have to share it. And then mm -hmm. I think Gina and I and probably you two, Anahit, are a little bit of anomalies in the creative world where we're also very like meticulous with maybe like digital files and like sorting and, and being a little more tech savvy. But I think the beautiful marriage of those two things is what helped us create like our media kits and getting those out there but honestly like the tools to make that happen are not expensive mm -hmm. it just takes doing it and and that led us to also getting um right. uh, swipe copy which uh, for those who aren't familiar with that it's just literally copy paste verbiage that you can use to help promote it and i think our biggest thing too was um we wanted it free to those who are struggling mm. like like the actual admission to it like you can mm -hmm. watch it live for free. Yeah, and I think right. that was a big pivotal part to transition there, but. Well, it's, it's literally how every other summit is done. Yeah. No, that was, that, and that was great too. Yes. And I know that was a conscious decision on your end. Let's be honest here, right? It is also conscious and smart marketing way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. But above all, it also, like you said, Sean, it really gives an opportunity for those who can't afford it in that moment. And there were times where I wanted to attend summits and I really could not. And I wish there was an opportunity to do it for free, at least for a few of those pieces, right? Anything I could get would have been something. So while yes, it is a great marketing scheme, plot, whatever you want to call it, it is. It's a smart marketing, but it also is really helpful for the industry. Yeah. It's I think it's a good 50-50. Like it it is part of the marketing strategy with it. But that being said, right. I would rather we get over of a course. thousand people in the door to at least maybe they find that one class that helps them to not give up or that one class that helps them to just get that little spark back to push forward. Right. And of those two, like, yeah, for the free ticket, we have some stipulations like, you know, you can only watch it during that day and mm -hmm. it does expire, but it's still pretty generous. Like we try not to make it like if you're not there in that moment, that's fine. You can watch as they go live. Um, 
like they're released in order. So it's not overwhelming. And you have until midnight of that night to watch them. So you can catch up at the end of the day. But, you know, with, with it being free, we just have to, you know, the, you have to draw a line somewhere. And so, yeah, so that's what we do. But that's still plenty of time to get mm-hmm. in and get out if you need. Like if you're down on your luck and you're struggling, like. Of course, absolutely. I remember there were times having to like go make change at Aldi's for a quarter in the Aldi cart, you know, like they're like, we have our peaks and valleys. And if we're going to be like leaders in the industry, there has to be a charitable factor to what we do. And I feel that way. Yes, it does get a lot of people in the door, but also it can actually help people who really, really need it. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. You pay it forward in, in essence. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, that's actually the part of the summit we got the most flack for is you guys. And it's, it really, it really sucks. I'm like, to give away a day of education for free is not a big sweat. Like people came at us like, you're not doing the industry any favors by giving away free education. Like, yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Yes, we are. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, if I hear those words, you know, but you're always going to have your haters. Come on, and um, it's it's fine. Like if if they can't understand what we're doing for the industry and the fact that we have enough knowledge that we're confident that we're okay giving away one day of free education, then you know Mm -hmm. they can hate. That's fine. We're going to come up with more ideas. It's not a big deal. Well, right. Like there's no limit to what you can teach. There's always a new angle. Absolutely. You know so. And two, you can only learn so much from 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, like, really, I mean, it's like, there's always like um, a part two, mm-hmm. like there's always more to talk about. The conversation always continues. Mm-hmm. And I like to look at them more as like opportunities to have conversations between a presenter and an audience, or specifically that one person who would do anything to talk to you that you can help them. Right. And conversations don't just stop over one topic. They evolve, they continue. And yeah, that was what we did get the biggest flack of was doing the free ticket. And, um, but you know what? If you're not pissing people off, you're not changing the world. <laughs> so true. I was so just about to say that. <laughs> so true. And you know what? If yeah. it bothers them, have them buy a, buy a VIP ticket. You can keep it forever. Exactly. You can always do a simple upgrade and you can pay for it. And it's fine. I mean, like, that's a great option, too. It's such a pet peeve. So I'm, I'm trying not to rent is what I'm trying to kind of reframe myself from right <laughs> now, honestly, because I've heard those words so many times directed to me, not because I was doing a Florana summit for free, but I was actually somebody asked me a question about something and I was teaching a technique to this person right on the spot. I'm like, yeah, here, let me show you. And I literally got pulled to the side and told that I paid money to learn that I should not give it away for free. And I'm like, um, wait, isn't that the object of learning? And, you know, they say, if you want to learn something, right? I mean, if you want to, um, how, how does that, how does the saying go? Bottom line is it ends with, if you actually really want to become an expert at what you're doing, you, have to you need to teach it. Yeah. Yep. You need to teach it because there's a different kind of learning that happens when you're actually teaching whatever that is that you've learned. Like if you want to learn, go take a class. If you want to retain what you learn, make it yours forever, you teach it. That's it. It's just that simple. So I never understood that, but that that's the rent. Okay, I'm, I'm over that. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's, it's literally everything that we're not promoting. It's It's that mindset of like, competition mm-hmm. and you know holding on to something we're not about that mm-hmm. okay and it's funny because um that's that's just what artists do like i know we've all read how to steal like an artist and if you haven't go read it because there's nothing new i'm sorry you can take this no. technique turn it into something else and you have something new like ta-da right and it's constant learning you constantly have yeah. to evolve and, and keep changing those techniques because that's just how it goes well think about it for a minute. i'm just wondering you know and i don't know chime in here for a minute this is just kind of a brainstorm moment so for our floral industry right and i'm comparing this to many other industries that i've sort of been a part of right we're so behind oh in- we, we are so behind. We really are. Yes. Oh, and God. honestly, and I could be wrong. You're not wrong. But I truly 
think that mindset, that scarcity mindset, what mine is mine, I'm not going to share this with you because you're going to steal a customer from you or whatever, I think is the reason why we are, as an industry, where we are. Now, the waves are changing, and I'm so happy and excited to see that, but do you I mean, what are your thoughts, you guys? Because, I mean, it just really bothers me. Why are we so behind? Well, I think a lot of it is when you – that's a loaded question. Um, I Sorry. I'm like um, – yes. <laughs> to answer it politely, I think you it's know, because at a certain one. point, the way our industry worked, like before the internet, um, it was run a very certain way because that's right. what worked then. It was also very um, mm-hmm. one-stop shop minded. Like you had to have balloons, you had to have candy, you had to have you know, what, whatever. You had to have stuffed animals, mugs, you, you name it. We, we've all worked in a shop of that capacity right. at one point or been to one. And now I'm not saying there was anything ever wrong with mm-hmm. that when it worked. But the what happens is as it doesn't work anymore. And unless you are really, really established and mm. you've got a good business, but to start that way now does not work. And so what I've noticed um, from the summits and also from like coaching people as well is in mm-hmm. sometimes it is more comfortable to just sit there and tread water, even if you're being pulled under, than it is to either A, ask for help or B, change. Change is the most mm. terrifying thing mm-hmm. to all humans. And even good change is still scary because your body reacts to it the same way. Your psyche reacts the same way. And it is always more comforting, even if it's miserable, to not change. And Mm -hmm. now apply that to every aspect of the industry. And I think that's kind of where it it wraps up. I have two books to recommend. Um, By the way, Shonda didn't ask me to do this, but I'm going to. So the first one is Who Moved My Cheese? What an amazing book. Oh, every that's a good human one. I've actually, needs to read that book every that six one. months. It's on my list. I've heard that. During COVID, maybe every three months. <laughs> it's such a short read. It's like tiny, microscopic book, but it's so brilliantly written. It, we gave it to our staff to read when we were changing office managers, you know, because everybody was having a freak attack, right? So it's like, okay, we're all going to be okay. You go read the book. Let's discuss this. And are we okay? Yes. Great. Let's move on. But I agree with you, Sean. The second book that I want to recommend is Sean's book, I Just Want to Design. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, like, like yeah. legit. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. And no, he didn't put me up to it. And honestly, but think about this for a minute, right? It's, it's understand. I think Who Moved My Cheese is going to give you the mechanics of the change and what the psyche is behind it, why us human react to it the way we do. And Sean's book is going to give you some tools to cope with it better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. It's it's like a a direct roadmap of how to do those things. How to recognize what that is. Move forward. (laughs) Yeah. And, and let's now let's work our way there. Yeah. And, um, right. Not to, get off topic. But like, the reason I wrote that book is because I had to go on that journey myself. Mm -hmm. And there was no one there to help me. Like, I mean, I I had to cherry pick helpers here and there. But there was no map for florists. There was no self help book for florists. And I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of good nuggets in there. But like, I realized somebody had to be the first to talk about this. And and put it out there. And it's, um, I want to keep on topic. I, I almost opened a whole floodgate there, but um, <laughs> I, like the, the feedback I've gotten from it, like people writing into me saying like, this book came to me at the right time. I was about to hang up, mm-hmm. hang it up. I'm now motivated. I'm excited to work forward. Um, some call me like, how do I hire you? Like, and it's, you know, it's just when you share mm. vulnerability, like, like instead of putting on that professional front, of like, everything's fine, just keep pushing forward. It's like, no, there are times where it's not okay. There's times where it's not fine. Right. But it's okay to not be okay and to talk about it. And and sharing that with people lets other people have the courage to step up and heal themselves as well. 
Absolutely. Very well said. And I'm going to say one one other thing about your book, Sean. And this is not a book plug, by the way. Like, uh, <laughs> I am going to share the link where you can get this book too and how to connect with Sean. But I think it is important, actually, because Florana was born after the book. And when you actually look at the core values of Florana, it is very much, to me at least, not me being part of read the book, you know, talk to you about this and also be being part of Florana, those core values, I feel like came directly out of that book. I think it seems. Yeah. Like- now that you say it, yes. Did it, I, did I intentionally know, no, but I, yeah, it's yeah, it's there. Yeah. Not, but I feel like yeah, in your subconscious, this was a direction you were going to. Right. And I think why people resonate with the book and why I personally resonated. And I think it's a book for all walks of life, not necessarily florists, all kinds of, especially creatives, because we are the ones that the hardest on ourselves, I think, than, than anybody else, quite frankly, because it is segmented in specific sections. And for each um, journey, right? Throughout each journey, there are pieces that every single human being at one point in their life is going to be falling under one of those things. So brilliantly written, my friend. So on that thank note, you. Florvana, I, <laughs> I feel like I took you like on this like complete rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I'm always down for chasing rabbits. It's but all good. It's, but I think it is important, though. Like, I truly think it was important. In any case. Yeah. So you've had two Florana summits. Where you're about to launch the third one. So you guys did the first one. What have you taken out of the first one? How did that change the second one? Well, like, we will never do that again. And we need to do more of this. I spent I spent COVID learning how to edit videos. And um, yep. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. <laughs> So one thing that we learned from the first and second for the third installment is we are creating a video editing class. We are no longer editing videos for people Um, because when you're not, it's not that it's difficult. It's that it's time consuming and there's only so much that we can do, but also we're empowering people to learn a new skill. And that's how I'm looking at it. That's that's way to spin it. I like that. So, so, That's the number one change. Um, But I would say like from the first one, the first one was just total. Will this work? It was it was complete trial by fire. Will this work? And um, it it started to snowball and it just kept getting more and more momentum. Um, Buzz was going. um, So there were some things really most of what we changed was just like the, the mechanics of it behind the scenes, like how things link up. Um, when our videos do to us, how do we, um, our branding, getting clearer on our message. A little bit more of the Q&A. Yeah. Like, this answers your question ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like wherever mm. we saw questions or confusion, that was our clue on what to tweak. And I, I think it's important mm. when you do things, no matter what it is, it could be a mini course, it can be doing a summit. Um Take the critiques with a grain of salt and the people who showed up and experienced it and enjoyed it, um, you, know, you know, it's important to know where the critique is coming from. So if it's a naysayer saying, this is disgusting, you're doing this for free, that goes in the grain of salt bin. It's like, okay, you didn't sign up for it. You didn't experience it. You just have an opinion. <laughs> However, if um, someone's like, hey, this email was kind of confusing. I really wasn't sure where to click that day. Not a problem. That's great feedback. We mm-hmm. will make that more clear. Or we'll take out some jargon. Maybe we over because I think over-explaining is almost worse than under-explaining because you get lost in ambiguity. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm an over yeah, explainer. <laughs> yes, over And so I think I've come a long way though. <laughs> no, you're great. You, yeah. And, um, we've all done it. Like <laughs> it's, um, that's why you have, we have editors. That's why, um, you always run it by another person who you trust. Like, can you take a look at this? Cause they're looking at it from outside eyes with your best interest, not just to rip it mm-hmm. apart. And, but like mm-hmm. we took little things on like, you know, making the um, onboarding process, if you upgraded to our VIP pass, um, making that smoother, right. adding a more uh, video showing you how to actually find it in your email, log in for the first time, like just adding mm-hmm. easier things to 
uh, one, eliminate, you know, buyer anxiety. So like if someone purchased and all of a sudden it went to their spam box, we now have it where like you purchase, it goes to an automated page and I pop up and walk you through the whole process versus just thinking we took your money and ran. So, um, so like little things like that, we put like some band-aids here and there. And I would say we probably removed more between the first one and the Mm -hmm. second one than we added. Okay. How did you guys sketched out the amount of days, the number of programs? Because I know there, there were a few differences between the two. What was the sort of the learning moment there? I mean, what, you know. So when we added a fourth day, mm-hmm. it seemed to drop mm. people. So it was a little bit too long, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since we all have the attention span of like a gnat lately, mm-hmm. um, the three-day window seemed to be just perfect. So that's kind of where we reassigned. Maybe we'll pack the three days like full. Right. Um, it just really depends because we did have a lot of content for the second one. And that that fourth day was just really pushing it, I think, for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our fourth day, although the people who showed up ratio wise had the same engagement but it the amount of people who showed up for the fourth day was was lesser so that told us we gotcha. weren't actually enhancing we were just drawing it out and i um, think a big thing like both of us have realized is like more doesn't equal more so it's better for us to like go down if if 3 days is the perfect window then let it be 3 days right. you know and and i think the the first summit was originally three days and we added a fourth day because um we had a whole bunch of people that we reached out to and almost everyone said yes and we weren't anticipating that because we thought maybe <laughs> half would so we're like oh these are gonna be like 12 hour days if we don't like divide so we added the fourth mm-hmm. day then we kept with it and for our second summit definitely realized the fourth day was not a bonus really I mean people still engaged but it wasn't um the data said otherwise, and it's important to look at that. Like, um, mm-hmm. why waste the effort just to say it's four days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it obviously it wasn't important. So, well, so that that num- was numbers that was don't lie, right? No, they don't. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it also really helped us kind of hone in on how to stack the content, also because mm-hmm. right. we're kind of putting the days up by genre, which didn't seem to engage as well as maybe having them mixed, you know, we do everything. things like we do like presentations, we mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. So mm-hmm. it was better to stack, you mm-hmm. know, throughout the day and then split them out. Gotcha. So what's the most popular content? Floral design. Um, but it's like, it's, it's actually, it's kind of a two-part question. Our most, our most engaging videos are actually our business and marketing videos, mm-hmm. but our most talked about and praised are the design videos. So analytics wise, people are there for the meat, but they really, they're drawn in though with the pretty. So, um, yeah. to mm-hmm. make it that simple, but, but I would say for sure, um, like in our, our first summit, our, our most popular was Deborah Prinzing's, um, I think it was called a bouquet of words. I might not be oh quoting that God. quite right, but hers that was, was amazing. hers was by far um, the that most watched. Yeah. Yes. And it was I all about language and writing and, you know, and yes, it's in the floral world, but nothing to do with actual design, but people just loved it. Uh. And then in the second one, uh, not to brag, I held the title for the second one. I wasn't expecting it. But my Christmas holiday marketing makeover video was the most watched video, which I didn't expect. I thought people would be like, this is lame. This is boring. But but it shows like the need for what's out there may not actually be what you think. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so it's just interesting. So but yeah, we did. Now we really layer it so you get like a good shuffle throughout each mm. of the days. And that way nice. um, you may come for one, stay for more, you know, but that definitely did help um, data wise with it. We right. had a much more consistent viewing um, data. Yeah. So with that in mind, now that you've had two of them, 
you guys are about to launch the third one, which I'm so excited. Yes. I like, I cannot wait. Oh, and can I just give you kudos on that graphic? That's hot. Yeah, he did amazing. Thank you. What did you do? Thank that you. was amazing. Oh, well, we oh, hired okay. it out. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, the, uh, like, the teaser dang. video with, yeah. Yeah, um, we do a lot of our own branding. So like anything that's like printable mm -hmm. image, mm -hmm. we do a lot of that ourselves. But um, we did start to outsource some mm -hmm. of like the video mm -hmm. intro and stuff like that. Because we figured like, what is the mood we want to convey? And we wanted it to feel like hope, renewal, and refreshing. Because um, this year's theme is regeneration. And um, we are starting to now pivot our messaging into being more sustainable and how you can actually implement these into your business practices. Cause uh, it's no one's perfect and it's got, and we're in an industry that's very challenging to be sustainable in. Okay. So we're trying to implement ways now on how to do that, but the regeneration isn't just about the organic matter. It's also about regenerating mm -hmm. your business, your hope, your passion, your community, your sense of purpose. It's the regeneration all around. Where 2021 is the year of growing back mm -hmm. stronger. Uh, 2020 was the year of destruction. And I know we all know that, but you know, that's just there's a different yes. energy now. And we're here to embrace it. And we want to help the industry heal. And it it needs it. It does. It's too beautiful of an industry not to. Well, we all have a lot of healing to do, I think, in the next year or two, three and mm -hmm. time, um, you know, and politically and all of those things. I mean, you know, the pandemic, the, the just all of this. But I agree, as an industry, we also took a hit, you know, just like any other industry. And especially, I feel like the wedding industry just got floored um you know the brick and mortar shop is not was, quite as much because i think people kind of went to it as a go-to comfort place mm -hmm. to go to essentially i think they kind of actually did really well which made me so happy that when in doubt in a moment of crisis people seeked for plants and flowers and beauty and comfort oh which made me so happy which means that our wedding industry not means i don't know what that means but i'm hoping that's what it means right we're going to come back stronger because there's that need and craving for for floral essentially yeah. i actually just did a, i just did a podcast with another local uh, videographer mm -hmm. he runs a podcast in my area and that's kind of what we talked about like i don't think I mean we've really come to terms with the fact that we need to be a little bit more conscious about our actions and I honestly like I don't think the big big huge weddings are going to be happening much For anymore us. even I think people are understanding mm -hmm. that it's too much stress it's it's overdone it's piles and ogles and oodles of flowers that don't mean anything like it's what is it more valuable to you to see like your favorite little flower displayed in your bouquet or is it more meaningful for you to have gobs of everything? You know, people are starting to realize that that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think too, like to add to that, it's um, it took a long time for the wedding industry to grow into that. It did. And when it, and when something that's like, a big thing like that, any industry, um, but anything creative, especially um, when mm -hmm. it gets taken out at the knees like that, like it did in 08, like when like almost half of all flower right. shops went under in a year and in, in that recession, right. it takes a while for it to grow back. And it's not just, it, it's not just the social interaction part or is it safe to gather? It's like what Gina was saying. It's like, is that the priority now? Who is the new customer? Mm. What what is different in your customer? And I and if you're waiting for things to just magically go back to how they were, you're screwed. Yeah. Like and and I'm not saying you can't pivot. Everyone can pivot. You can make you can still make a lot of money in flowers. But if you don't right. if, if you always look at it as in like I'm just on hold, the world has passed you by. Like already. it already. Mm. 2020 in that year, 
that people, and I'll just speak for my clients, I won't name any names um, for privacy, but like those who dove in, pivoted and moved forward while they were terrified Mm -hmm. are now years ahead of people in their market who's decided to ride it out. So not only are you behind, you are going backwards. And Mm. with 2020, when everything was forced to go digital, if you're not digital, you're now a dinosaur. It doesn't matter what your age is. You could be 29 and and not if you don't have like an easy website to where yeah. people can give you money. Yep. Well, you could even as easily be 79. I'm sorry. I see 80-year-old ladies doing TikTok. Come on. Exactly. Come it, on. You can do this. And it's um, you know, age doesn't have anything to do with your mentality. It, it's just a number. But mm-hmm. um I do think though with floristry, it has definitely gotten a huge infusion back into sending flowers as a way of saying, I love you. I care about you. I'm thinking of you. And that's where the consumer priority has shifted. It's not so much the Mm -hmm. showboating, the look at my huge wedding. Now it's like, well, thank God we could get married with while grandma was still alive and we could FaceTime her in. Like those are the real problems people have now. And you have to be sensitive to that because if you're not, you're just kidding yourself. And I'll get off my yeah, I, I had a bride. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I had a bride who, um, it was a very small wedding. Um, I think 15, 17 people, you know, um, literally all I made for them is personal flowers. That's it. And her sister passed away from COVID in May and they did the wedding in August did not want to postpone because they were so afraid what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What's coming down the pike. Now, mind you, this is in the middle of the summer. We know a lot more about it now and we're, you know, a little more equipped perhaps, you know, or seasoned, if you will, <laughs> to deal in dealing with this, right. We're coping with it a little bit better. Perhaps our patients are kind of expiring, but at least we know, what to do at that time. There was a lot more confusion, I think. But yeah, when I found out, I mean, my heart sank, you know, but there were, there were personal moments that went into her bouquet that only she knew about and no one else did. And oh my God, it's going to make me cry. I don't (laughs) cry about it. There was a moment that it was so private, so intimate I will never forget that. And it was something that I did unexpected for her and only she knew about it. And it wasn't about showing off. It wasn't about any of that. It was about her having her sister's presence along with her means the world. I actually don't want to do big blown out of proportions luxury weddings. Quite frankly, I'm actually, sorry, I'm going to say this. I don't even like those clients because it's a certain, certain kind of client, right? Mm-hmm. I've never done those and I do fine. I, say I know no. exactly where yeah. my, my range is. I know what I could do. I enjoy doing those types of weddings. I enjoy the little ones because they mean more, honestly. Like when you have a showboaty wedding, they're gonna, you have celebrity weddings, they're going to be divorced in five months, six months anyways. I'm sorry. I, th- I know I feel bad for saying that, but it's kind of true. <laughs> Well, and I find when you're dealing with people who hire you for who you are, for a connection, you're dealing with clients. When people hire you for the sake of just getting what they need, it's a transaction. Absolutely. And you ultimately want to work with people, regardless of where they fall in your budget or or what the what your sweet spot is. For some people, it's 3K a wedding. Some people, it's 10K a wedding. But wherever that is... Um, you want to be working with people who you're connecting with and who you want to work with because that's where the burnout comes in when you don't. And that and it comes fast because the money never seems to last because you're not happy. And and I think that's what COVID has really shown a lot of florists is um Yes, there's the panic of how do you change? There's what do we do? Like th- there are real physical, practical problems. I'm not 
I know I'm spiritual, but I'm not, I'm not aloof uh, to that. Like, I get that you need to make money, but um, it's a chance to reassess what you actually want to do. And when you align with that, you can always make money. I 100% agree. And you know what? Um, I just remembered something. Um, I don't know who did the study in all of this. This was way before COVID, but they've done studies and research. And what they found is happiness is $20,000 away for every single person all the way through about 200K. Past that, it shifts. Of course, we're talking about now a few hundred case, right? Um, you know, so whenever mm-hmm. you go past six figures and the threshold was about 200, like 180 kind of thing, every single person um, through a survey and a study basically just wanted 20 more thousand dollars and that would be happy. And I, I gotta tell you, $20,000 never made a single person happy, probably ever. And it, so, you know what's funny is it goes so fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You look yeah. around and you're like, oh, shoot, I just spent 15 right. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Right. Where did it go? So, so regeneration is much needed. And I'm very excited. I think I've said this like five times about the Florana coming up. So what can the viewers, potential attendees, expect? Okay. Any cool stuff you want to share? There's there's a lot of cool stuff planned. Um, we do give us give, give us the golden nuggets. Come on. <laughs> okay, we, we can share a little bit. But um, <laughs> all right. So at, at the time of this recording, we are still securing our last few presenters. So we don't announce anyone until they go through the process of confirming. Um, and confirming for us, and this is a free tip. Um, nothing's official until someone's either signed something or they have um, checked off on something. So a verbal is not a commitment. It's just a promise to maybe do it. So that's one thing we learned as well. But um, so um, we will be featuring um, some more marketing uh, based off of that, how to grow forward. So that's probably going to be Although it might not be the most exciting, it would probably be some of the most like valuable for your investment advice you can get. Um, we'll be also, um, we have some really cool sponsorship partnerships that are happening this year. Um, we've gotten on some people's radar, which is awesome. And um, um, G- Gina, do you want to talk just a little bit about um, how we pr- uh, approach our partners like versus traditionally? Actually, it's a it's kind of a cool concept, and I I really love it, honestly. Um, so I we came up with a, a media kit, <clears throat> which is basically you know every business should have a media kit, and if you don't know what that is, you can definitely go look it up. But it's kind of your stats, what you stand for, your values as a business. And, um, you know, a lot of them down, you scroll down a little bit, there's partnership opportunities. Now, a lot of people like to think of sponsorship, like the traditional way. We all know the traditional way in the floral industry. It's basically like, yeah, give me money. We'll promote you. Give me money and product and we'll promote you. Um, and it feels. Right. It's very one-sided. And it's very one-sided one-sided transaction and it just feels icky. And I mean, I've had to deal with that for a lot of other organizations where it's like, yeah, they pay this tier and, you know, we give them this much and we also get product from them. But, you know, those, those sponsors and those businesses, they do so much, um, not even publicized stuff throughout the year, education. There are so many companies out there that do floral education year round through through wholesalers through just individual designers Mm -hmm. and they don't get any credit for it and that just it bothers me so much um but this we kind of came up with is partnership it's not sponsorship um it's basically like if you do give us product we will use the crap out of it and that's kind of where my heart has always been too, because I've done shows where I'm like, I, I'm going to use every dang piece 
of foliage and floral that that sponsor gives me because they took the time <laughs> to trust in me to make it happen. And so that's kind of the bottom line where both of us stand mm-hmm. is like, if somebody's going to give us product, not only are we going to promote and um, use that product in any way we can, but we also expect them to promote it as well. So it's not a one-sided, like, give us your money, give us your product. It's a partnership. Um, you know, sometimes we don't even ask for, well, honestly, we didn't ask for product the first couple summits and we didn't ask for product this time, but it was given because they believed in what we were doing. Um, so, you know, going Mm. forward, it's been a, like, here's our materials, you know, maybe you could put this in front of your audience and see where it gets you. And it's been a two-way street the whole time. And it's, it's just great. And I love, I feel good about it. It doesn't feel icky, um, which is the main thing I think. Oh yeah. And I th- I think what is great is like we've said, it's basically a promotional partnership versus a product sponsor. Mm-hmm. And when it's a promotional partnership that it helps with the community over competition factor and, you know, creating creative connection. So it hits like two things right off the bat of our, our, core values and but this way it's like i feel the industry at large has kind of used and abused um growers wholesalers um, product sponsors i i when you see the and i understand there are times where you receive more than you could ever use but i think the respect factor of what you're actually asking because we knew in 2020 i mean in march um, you know, I call it the day the flowers died when millions of flowers, mm. the whole chain collapsed. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> lost millions over it. Like the and it took months, and it's still not to what it was, but it took months to even get supply chains going again. Yeah. How you could ethically go to a wholesaler or a flower grower and ask them for money or product, I couldn't stomach it. I was like, so we're like, how about this? We're trying this new thing. I don't want, and we flat out said like, we're not asking for money. We're not asking for product. We just, if we list you as one of our preferred like vendors or our preferred partners, would you just help us promote the event and just offer a free ticket to your audience? And people are like, yeah, that's, yeah, that we can do. They're like, and a lot of them, even when we just said promo partner, a lot of they them were like, we, yeah. we don't have any money. And we're just like, we, we don't want was, your money. It was really sad to hear that they're that, you know, they're that, they're that conditioned. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I think any florist who's listening right now or designer out there, I think it's important to sometimes take a step back and realize that your people who provide your actual products no matter what it is, fresh or or material, um, you need to respect them back because we can't do what we do without them. Like the and and it doesn't matter who they are, but you have to get in the habit of giving respect back. It is not they're not a piggy bank to get unlimited sponsorship out of because like the, we all have to help each other now. And that's a way what we can do this. So they grow, we grow, and it's off on the right foot. Like, you know, you're it's not just um, you know, and it's awesome it's starting to lead to actual product sponsorship, but it was it was it's never a requirement. Never. It's always just a cross promotion. And I think that's a beautiful thing about it is it really does help the sustainability because I know every person who's ever been to any sort of floral show that's an in-person event has seen the absurd amount of waste just chucked in dumpsters afterwards. And that, I don't care the reasoning, that is not sustainable. That's not Or ethical. It's not okay. And there, my friend, he dropped the mic. Boom. So, (laughs) regeneration. So, (laughs) there you go. That is brilliant. And I did not know this about it, you know, for for the third time. Actually, I didn't know much about it other than it's happening. And I'm like, yes. I mean, like, hell yes. So, you know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel that way too. Um, 
I cannot wait to see. I cannot wait to see the lineup. I'm pumped, excited, all of the above. So listeners who are listening to this right now, they're like, yes, man, I'm in. Where do I go? Well, they're just going to click the link provided below or above, however okay. it, for, however it is on the page. Wherever um, the format. Yeah, wherever the <laughs> format is, but you're just going to click. All you need to do is sign up for that free ticket. If you can't be there in person to watch it live, um, not a problem. We have an amazingly affordable VIP pass. And what that does is that lets you get the entire summit recorded along with auto recordings. Mm -hmm. And it opens up those presenter Q and a sessions that we talked about earlier. So you get a lot of extra perks and because we keep our sessions to 30 minutes, a lot of times we get extra content from our presenters. So that's all tucked away in that awesome members only section. So you can upgrade at any time. And it's like I said, it's very affordable. Um, The quicker you book it the cheaper it is um you get the earlier you get your vip we give you pretty good discount um so oh i know yeah what's the most expensive price on that um, the, the most expensive um is let's say if i i dropped the ball everywhere else. okay like, you can still buy in a big price you can get what is it okay so you can get your free ticket up until the day before we go live with the summer mm-hmm. which this this one is friday march 5th so the last day is that thursday okay. before so after that you will have to buy an actual pass to attend just because um the way everything is linked up it's too hard to get you in at that point and honestly it's been out for two months uh it's not new you know like there we've had given you plenty of time but you can always upgrade yes it'll be everywhere and so um at that point it's 197 that's the top price for the v that's yep, it. Yep, that's top price. $197. And that only ha- it only goes that expensive once we're actually live. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. y- y- you need to talk to your marketing people. That's not expensive. So that's that's just, you know, um, uninvited advice or whatever you want to call this thing. But that is nothing for the value. So three days of full-on, full-blown education that you have full lifetime access to with mm-hmm. all of the extra perks and the Q and A's are amazing because there's a lot of golden nuggets that come out of that. Not only just the networking, but a lot of little pieces that sort of got provoked oh. from those talks and conversations or videos or whatever you watched. Yeah. And it's behind the scenes yeah. too. You get to ask whatever exactly. you want. Yeah. So, We're all on there. Ex- like you get right. to talk. Yeah. So, so it's- all of that for $197. So when we air this, it's going to be right before March. So you have to save yourself $197 at the worst scenario. That's assuming you drop the ball everywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, that's nothing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, we keep it affordable. So, and like I said, and that's at our top price right. once it's live. So, and we do, like I said, the earlier you you sign up for that VIP, the cheaper it is. So, and um, for us, it's really just getting the word out to everybody. Like, um, yes, it it you know it does generate some money, but that's not the overall right. priority. And I think when you make your mission and your values the forefront of what you do, the money follows through. And that's when how you can offer this to so many people and get so many so many feet in the door just to experience it, whatever they're comfortable doing. It it just really makes it a beautiful thing, I think, all the way around. I I love it. I love the concept. I think it is more than affordable, honestly, considering the value that is coming out of it. And my favorite part of the whole thing is. I get to experience speakers that I wouldn't have otherwise. And I think there were some really pleasant discoveries when I was watching Isn't it. That kind it of fun? Really, I think that's a really fun yeah, part of it. It was really, it was really good in, in that respect. So that being said, we've been talking for a while, you guys. Yes. And I feel like I can keep talking about this. I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited. I really, I really truly am. I think this is wonderful. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. And, I've known both of you for some time and, you know, the thing I can say for my very own personal experience with both of you, there's no BS here. You you, you get what you see. This is it. This is as well. We're we're pretty open, honest, and sometimes a little blunt. 
but I think that's the best way to be. That's why how we get so, along really well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm thanks for say- having us. It's been really oh, wonderful. Oh, so good to see your face. Well, hear your voice oh. and see your face. So. Yeah. Same. Cannot wait for live anything. Honestly, I'm okay with anything. Do you all want to come over? I have rooms, you know? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Once, once I'm vaccinated, there you go. Um, I will... Think of, yeah. Move there you go. Well, <laughs> good luck with it. Cannot wait for it to come out till we chat again. All right. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. That was it. So if after this conversation, you are not motivated to go and get your free ticket, at least I don't know what to tell you. I think you should do that. And I'm pretty sure if you haven't done it, you're going to because this is going to be an amazing summit. I'm so excited. And I'm actually going to be one of the speakers, which, yep. Very excited. And what we're going to talk about is podcasting. Yep. Out of all things, podcasting. I've gotten a lot of DMs, people asking a lot of questions. And I know Sean has approached me with this topic multiple times. And we decided that, you know what, the timing's better. Let's talk about it. Am I the expert about this stuff? No, but I'm going to share my experiences, my technical, you know, all these gadgets that I use, right? And the things that I've learned along the way, you know, if anything, hopefully, if you want to start a podcast, go for it, but know exactly what you're getting into. And if you have any questions afterwards, I am happy to answer those. But yeah, and be sure at the end of this all to subscribe. Yep. There's a button right there, hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode coming up. And if you feel like this episode was helpful to a friend, make sure you do share. I'll talk to you later. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.